Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. What's going on, Mother Podcasters? Hey, hey, hey love and life, love yeah. and life. We got another studio cage match tonight. Oh, let's go! All right, so we'll do a little studio cage, studio cage match, and then a little what you watch. Barely contained. Uh, myself. Yeah, I know it's it's amazing. Uh, hey, as uh, we, uh, uh, Julian Sands watch has it been found yet? Yeah, who's no. Anybody, hey, any actors have, has, have anybody left the planet this week, actor-wise? A lot of people have left the planet, but I mean actor-wise. Not that I know of. We'll I do it on Q&A. So. Okay. That's pretty good. I think the aliens went home. <laughs> <laughs> About time. All right, so it's a studio cage match. And as always, Chris will introduce this week's... He's so excited about it. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, everybody. Um, <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about two films from the summer of 1998. Uh, both of them have to do with gigantic pieces of space rock slamming into the earth and uh, wiping out humanity as we know it for the most part. Um, one of them uh, takes a somewhat scientific view, while the other one takes a music video view. Of the, uh, of the events that were happened. Um, the first one, Deep Impact. Wait, wait, what are the two, what are the two films? Deep Impact and Armageddon. Studio Cage Match. There can be only one. They both came out in the summertime of 1998. Um, Deep Impact came out first. I want to say it was in early May or mid May of 97. May 10th. Wow. 98. 98, sorry. Um, while Armageddon was a, I believe, a 4th of July release. So it was kind of the big movie. Now, this was a Michael Bay film when he was, um, he was hot off a number of big movies, The Rock, and, uh, I think he had, uh, Con Air? No, was he Con Air? No. He did not direct no. Con Air, but I think he was in, and that was a Jerry Bruckheimer film. Okay. It um, had a very Con Air feel to it, though. Yes, right. it did. They were all kind of, they all kind of felt the same. Yeah. All those movies were exactly the same in many ways. Hey, back off, Michael Bay, please. Go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, so both of these films come out. One was, came out, uh, one was DreamWorks and the other one was, I think, Universal. Um, yes. Wait. And, um, so DreamWorks did Deep Impact. And like a lot of DreamWorks movies, it, uh, had a number of, uh, not the biggest stars or people who are about to be stars or hope they were going to be stars. It stars Taya Leone, I think, is one of the biggest. Huge star. I don't know what you're saying. Huge star. That had a prestige cast, I would she, say, compared Robert to Robert Duvall, Armageddon. not yeah, a huge star? What are we talking about? Morgan Freeman's in it. but yeah. like, Huge star. Okay, that's three in a row. Next. Okay. But compared to. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. He's a small star, but huge. Right? He wasn't huge until a few years later when he was Frodo. But Vanessa anyway. Redgrave. I'd say she's and a huge star. And yes. don't forget from the Oscar-nominated writer of The Player, Deep Impact. There were two writers on it, too. Okay, how about Maximilian Schell? I, love I think him. he's a big, big name. James Cromwell, big name. I'm not saying there weren't some John serious... John Favreau. You ever hear of him? Serious yeah, character. but let me just say something. It's not Ben Affleck and no. Bruce it's Willis. Okay, yeah, we'll no, get to that no. in a minute, but go anyway. ahead. So anyway, this movie takes a much more, uh, quote unquote, realistic slash, 
documentary style scientific attempt is what it does and it, it talks about a, a a an asteroid that is going to hit the earth in about comet. 18 months comet that's, that's a comet the other one's an asteroid exactly it's a comet that's going to hit the earth in about the research we do on this show is amazing so the so, it's in the movie so the amount of time that goes by, there's multiple plans. And what I liked about Deep Impact was I felt like it was more realistic in the sense that there were multiple plans, um, that they actually said, okay, we're going to try to blow this thing up. We're pretty sure this is going to work. Um, but but if it doesn't, guess what? We've got another plan. And if that plan doesn't work, by the way, we've been working on this thing all along because we really don't have a whole lot of faith in those plans. So about a million of us lucky ones are going to get to go underground and hang out for a couple of years, um, which I thought was a nice element to the uh, to that uh, that first film, Deep Impact, because it kind of gave you this idea that that you know that that the world would go on, that life would life would continue. Hope um, continues. Well, in Armageddon, they make it very clear very early on that it's the size of Texas and not even bacteria will survive the impact, right? Which is going to happen in like 18 days, which, you know, is kind of silly. But the point being is that uh, one of the films, you know, tried to take an actual honest look at something like this, while the other one just said, hey, let's make a music video with a lot of Aerosmith and, um, and we'll throw in Liv Tyler just to... Just which to one which? That's the connection. <laughs> but I, yeah i mean Can i, I don't, know, I don't know which one you're selling right now but i know which well one the I'm funny thing for. is is that however um armageddon was uh both of them were successes um can i give you the can i give you the profits the uh the uh four i think one okay. was armageddon 553 million yes when that was when a half a billion was still a big deal right. deep impact 349 million Right. So this is actually closer than the, the nobody's seen the other two shows we did, but this is closer than those were. Yeah, but the interesting thing is Deep Impact had the bigger opening day weekend, forty-one million to thirty-five, forty. Oh wow, wow! But there was probably more competition more, yeah. on uh, Fourth yeah. of July weekend. Yeah, well, Deep Impact was also like the first big summer movie that year that came out, so it it had that benefit. Plus, it didn't have any other competition for at least two weeks, so. But that being said, um, uh, personally, I really like uh, Deep Impact a lot more. I actually like Deep Impact. It's not a great film by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it like it. Uh, I think it has a lot of fun stuff in it, but it also gets pretty serious. Maybe it takes itself a little too seriously. While Armageddon, on the other hand, just doesn't take itself seriously at all, and it's like to the point where it's almost. Um, it just doesn't even feel like it's at all there's like there are any stakes even though we're talking about the death of every last human being on the planet um i don't know the world could end let's see some strippers and listen to some zz top exactly at least at least in deep impact only the stupid people will die so i guess that's good (laughs) yeah but so of these two films who has seen both of them or saw i saw both of them the summer they came out same here both of them um and honestly in the last 25 years because it's been 25 years now my uh my opinion hasn't really changed at all i didn't care much for armageddon when i saw it and uh i rewatched it and um i still i still it's still pretty darn dumb anyway i know that uh ralph that's like that's a bad thing i don't understand it that's not a bad thing in this particular case Anyway, all right. So, go ahead, Sean. Sean puts his hands. Yeah, up. Um, you know, uh, this is the 
I will say of our um, cage matches, this is the one I was looking forward to most. I was also looking forward to a graphic, but I don't know if it's coming up. But um, I saw it came up already. These. Remember, Sean? What? We just the graphic just happened. Duh. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I was looking at Debbie amorously. But we'll get back to the movie. Oh, I've got animal crackers for later for us. <laughs> Jesus. But, um, <laughs> so I saw both of these films, and um, you know, I kind of agree with Chris. You know, um, there's something more existential about Deep Impact. You know, and I read. I think this is a, pretentious. Okay. I really like Leah Tioni. I really like the Leah Tioni. Leone. Um. Joe Fadugget doesn't. You know, I really loved it. I really loved the crisis. I mean, with her, you definitely felt the world could come to an end. You know, and I liked the relationship with her father, who she spent her whole life with but doesn't have a single trace of his German accent or phraseology at all. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like that. And uh, I, when the films first came out, I really liked Deep Impact better. And um, I just thought that um, Armageddon was a big, empty-headed mess. But, you know, I didn't like it at the time. Again, but not here, a criticism. Yeah, not a criticism necessarily. Sounds like Now, it. here's my problem, my... Even Deep Impact was quite unbelievable at times, particularly the whole plot line with um, Frodo, as I like to call him. Okay, he's in love with this girl, and, you know, she's out of his league. I mean, she's Leah Sobolewski. We remember her from our Christmas film. Exactly. You know, Eyes Wide Shut. You know, and um, he can't get anywhere with her. It's sort of like, well, if the world ends... Will you marry me? Because then you get to go into the shelter and you won't die. And it's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, you know, so that's a real love match. So they're going to go and they think the parents are going to survive. And they're like, nah, the parents, he, he was the one who discovers the um, meteor coming. So he's a famous celebrity. And um, so he gets a seat in the, um, you know, in the tunnel. And if he marries this girl, she could, he could take her along. And then the stupidest thing happens. Her parents can't go. And she's like, I'm not going in without my parents. And the parents are like, yeah, don't go in. I mean, what stupid parents, any parents would have simply knocked her unconscious and put her on a cart and pushed her in there to survive. That is so stupid. Ultimately, didn't, didn't they go? Didn't they let them go? No, they were. No, they were going to like. They were down by, for some reason, they were down in Virginia, six miles from the ocean when the meteor hits. And at that time, Frodo doesn't go in because he's in love with her. Who's stop calling him Frodo? Yeah. <laughs> What's the actor's name? Elijah Wood. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Jeez yeah. My niece was, had such a crush on him at that time, so she loved him. So Elijah Wood, not Frodo, goes, and he's on a mini bike, and then he, he goes to her, look, I will, well, try to rescue because they're in a traffic jam. And the parents are like, go to the daughter. Go, go, save yourself. Here, take the baby with you. It's like, oh, suddenly, when the meteor is two minutes from hitting, it's going to be a hundred story tall tidal wave and you're six miles from the beach. Now you're telling her to go when she could have been safely in the cave the whole time. And this is the one, this is the movie you like 
better than the other. Well, this one? is what I hate about that movie. Oh, but, but so so he of course goes off on a mini bike and um, manages to get up a mountain in eastern Virginia, and just you know <laughs> six feet above where the water is going to go. Okay, and, you know so okay so I despise that, and I don't think I could. To me, I can't buy it at all. And now that I'm a grandfather and all, I'm like. I didn't buy it then when I was a single guy. Now I'm like, no way that could happen. So well, this you don't movie think a young teenage couple, you don't what? think a young teenage couple would love to have a baby thrown at them at the last minute? I think that's yeah, so and romantic. then drive off on it and go up a mountain and miss the water by like eight inches, you know. And so, of course, I hated Armageddon when it came out. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you, just watching it again, Debbie's first time, I believe, watching it. Just the saturated look of it, the fact that everything is a music video, everything just screamed mid mid to late nineties at big budget action film, you know. And I was so nostalgic for the look and feel of it. Again, like that's a bad thing. I I don't don't know where you're going with this. I'm I'm confused right now. No, what I'm just saying is that ultimately. Outside of the context of just said, having seen two months earlier, um, Deep Impact, you know, I kind of, I, watching it this time, I accepted Armageddon on its own terms. And I actually kind of enjoyed it. Well, I loved Armageddon. All right, Debbie, let's go. I loved it. It was uh, Bruce Willis. I just, he's just really Bruce Willis, you know. He is Bruce Willis. And he was Bruce Willis through the whole movie. He didn't change into anybody. And Nicholas Cage, no, it wasn't Cagey like Nicholas Cage. He was Bruce Willis. That's who we were missing in this movie, Nicholas Cage. He would have yeah. fit great in Armageddon. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. He definitely would. I did love Steve Buscemi, too. Okay. Oh. A little creepy. I don't think you could have that character now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, so, so, so Debbie Armageddon was between the, the two winner, of them. Armageddon, the winner. Oh my gosh, I loved Armageddon. Uh, Deep Impact. I, I don't think it really made an impact with me because it was so nihilistic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really just didn't like the the concept of non-existence. You know. Well, didn't you like the end when she's there with her daddy? Daddy. Well, the tidal wave kills them all. No. Okay. As a what other fact, film in recent history just ended like that? With two people on a beach accepting their fate. Rogue which One. Was? Rogue Thank one? you. Which Thank one? you, Star Wars nerds. Rogue One. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought you were going to say James Bond, No Time to Die. Oh, that was that a good was, one, too. Yeah, that was yes. stupid. Yes. Oh. All right. But, but it is. All right. Stupid Debbie, Armageddon, yes. Deep Impact, no. Yeah. Okay. Drew, where are you at? Well, I, I don't think Michael Bay making a Michael Bay movie is necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's what he does. Transformers? And I like some of his movies, like um, not Armageddon, but The Rock and Island. Uh, even when he's a little more serious, like 13 Hours is a lot better than his Pearl Harbor movie. I mean, they're both they're both big, dumb disaster movies. That's a genre with a long history. And so, um, you know, Michael Bay whether you like him or not is directing um what are you know by uh, there's no way around it these are movies 
And Deep Impact is by a premier uh, female TV director who came out of ER. And so it's just not visually that interesting because it's mm-hmm. by TV people. That's not, that doesn't make it good or bad. But I mean, you know, Michael Bay's movies literally explode at you uh, out of the theater. And Deep Impact, I think, was smart to not do that. And they were both better than Moonfall, although Moonfall is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> fucking entertainingly okay. awful. We didn't put that. But, yeah, no, no. But okay. I think, um, I think, you know, they are. They are definitely of their time. Um, they're definitely of the 90s. That's right when I started working out in L.A., so I um, have fond memories of that time uh, around when they came out because you, know, you start to know people who worked on these things and that kind of stuff. But um, it, was, um, it was, I don't know, it was just kind of all uh, very silly, and uh, I didn't love either of them. I didn't hate either of them, but... Um, Michael Bay's made much better movies, and off the top of my head, I can't name anything else Mimi Leader did. Or did she? Did she do Peacemaker? Peacemaker, and, and she did. Uh, did she do Pay It Forward? No, I don't think she did that one. She did something. Yeah, awful I, I can that, tell yeah. you in a second, but definitely Peacemaker, which I thought was one of George Clooney's better films. I thought she was, that, that was DreamWorks' like first real endorsement. Yeah, the morning show she does on uh, um, Apple TV. The leftovers. She directed some of the leftovers. Oh yeah, well she's she's a good director, yeah, but I mean, definitely. this is uh, DreamWorks was as much making a statement. We hired a lady as they were to West Wing the movie, and yeah. that's yeah, she's a West Wing director and an ER director and stuff. Yeah. And, but you know, I mean, I, I even though they were both written by people who either had actually won Oscars, like for Ghost, or would be nominated for Oscars later, um, it's it's a big. It's a big look at what the um, studio system does uh, with people that are talented. Because I remember this was in the trades, and then it was in like Entertainment Weekly and stuff. There was like a writers' room of thirty people, and different people's uh, hands were in this script of what became Armageddon, and like big names then and now, like J.J. Abrams and all these people. And they put that as part of the marketing. Like literally, it took like you know twenty-eight people to write this movie. And I remember thinking, well, that's not. That's not good. Yeah, but, they should have gone to at least thirty. But the only the only thing I really remember about this movie that I thought was entertaining, sometime later in his career, not like recently, but some years after Armageddon, I read an uh, an interview with Ben Affleck, and he was talking about how you know they they won the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting and it was a huge hit and they uh, started these much bigger careers. I think you know Matt Damon's career has been more interesting. Um, especially in big action movies. But I remember Ben Affleck said, without any guile or anything, he said, I got paid $600,000 to be in Armageddon. And I remember thinking that was just like all the money in the world. But in a few months, it was gone. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow. So, you know, everybody in this is like, whether you like the movie or not, they're at the top of their game. It's a huge, you know, big Big successful movie. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that you really have a winner because they do, they each have their own approach, but neither of them are like really good. So, okay. All right. Neither of them lingered in the consciousness. Right. Most of those things you just said, but okay. Uh, I remember them more than Avatar. Yeah. (laughs) That's our baseline. John. Go ahead. Um, so I saw Deep Impact. Because you hadn't seen Armageddon before this. No, I saw it, but uh, I don't think I finished it. Deep Impact I saw a long time ago. I don't remember anything about it. So based on that, <coughs> and I did watch Armageddon. And I have to tell you, um, I actually really enjoyed it. And Which one, I was Armageddon? surprised how much I liked it. Yeah. 
I think yeah. it was a, it was typical Michael Bay, and I got no problem with that because we say it's a Tarantino film. It's a Michael Bay film, so it's loud, it's noisy, it's got a lot of music. But I think what I what I liked about it the most is I look at that movie, I look at The Rock, I look at Conair, and look, this is a guy. Conair is not Michael Bay, but okay. I know it's not Michael Bay, okay. but let me go on with my analogy. Sorry, it's a guy movie, and it's a bunch of guys. In the main plot is a bunch of guys working together, whether it's Conair, whether it's a rock, and they don't make movies like this anymore. And whether that's good or bad, I'll leave that up to the audience. It's like Howard Hawks. But it reminded guy. me of a time when you could go to a movie like that as a guy and go, oh, man, you're pulling for everybody. They're all working together. When someone died, it like when Owen Wilson died, I didn't remember that. And that was a little shocking. Now, he wasn't the only, that, what, he's not Spoiler. the Owen Wilson he ended up being. But it was oh, still yeah. shocking. So I thought Steve Buscemi was great. And I also, as I watched Bruce Willis, who absolutely has a magnetic presence on screen, I couldn't help thinking about what he's going through what? and how sad it was to watch okay. him in that role, thinking about what's happening to him you now. Can't, can't do that. But I, but I, the same I, way. Uh, I, I think When Worlds Collide, 1951, did it better than both these movies. But I think uh, I really, I got to tell you, and I was not, exp I was dreading, Armageddon, and as I, I was laughing at it, I liked Billy Bob Thornton in it. You know, the <gasps> romantic subplot was, they threw that in Come there. On, he had a want, club foot. They wanted the teeny boppers to like it, but I just thought, the for teeny that, type boppers. Of, that type of summer movie, that's what you want from a summer, shut your brain off, He's so old, form. that's why he said So I, I really did enjoy it, and Deep Impact, I don't remember anything about it, even though the cast was a you know a, a much bigger prestige cast than I think Armageddon, but I had no desire, and I I was gonna watch. I said no way I, I can sit through that movie. So uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Armageddon. I have to tell you. All right, yeah, good. Um, I like them both. Like them both. Uh, the cast in Deep Impact is amazing. Uh, you know Robert Duvall playing. They they hire this old astronaut, so everybody rallies around him to get in the space shuttle. I mean, you know they're not going to be successful. He's got Mary McCormick as his co-pilot who has a hero. She she has a great rapport with him. Ron Ellard plays a guy who didn't like him being there because he's so old. And they become, But after all that, with Morgan Freeman, all that stuff, T. Leone dying on the beach with her father, it's Armageddon that wins this cage match 100%, 100%. Because it is what it is. It's just Michael Bay as Michael Bay, and, and I, I, be, I become more, I have more respect for him. I listen to the commentary uh, for Ambulance, or one, no, The Rock. I'm sorry, it was The Rock. I was listening to him talking about The Rock, and his whole goal is he knows what audiences like. He knows they want to sit in that movie theater, and they want bombastic, everything he puts in his films, he does for us. Kind of like what Tom Cruise does. When Tom Cruise gets up before a show starts and goes, I did this for you guys because I know it's you guys that are important and you guys have to keep coming. That's Michael Bay's philosophy. And Armageddon just hits every crazy, all of them, right down to Patton, the actor, Will Patton. You know he's going to have a reunion with his wife and the kid at the end of that film because he's a freaking hero at the end. I know you're rolling your eyes over there, Chris, but this is what, this is what movies are supposed to do. Okay. You're supposed to be like, woohoo! When they come out of that thing and they're, whoever didn't die up on that asteroid, because Buscemi's, 
throwing machine guns or whatever he's doing because he gets this, you know that scene where they disarm the bomb yeah and one of my favorite character actors i don't know i'm sorry i don't know the William guy's fincher, name. Is that his name fincher fincher yeah. who's going just tell me you're going to get us home yeah. tell me you're going to get us home and there the screwdrivers are digging in the thing it's just like I can't remember. Did they have to do the red wire or the green wire? They, they, they got down to that point where oh, they well, had to make he that. He had decision. it on the red and then went to the green. And then, and then uh, Bruce Willis sacrifices himself for Ben Affleck. I mean, come but on. But Ralph, Ralph, there's one ridiculous part of that movie. The Just whole one? thing is ridiculous. Yeah, one, the, okay. one that goes over the top. The one, that, the one scene that really goes over the top. Why in the world would they have machine guns on that Ship. <laughs> I think that's what Buscemi was asking. He asked that same thing. Why do we have guns up here? How about the who's the guy playing the Russian, the Russian. guy? He was Peter Stormare. Oh, he was Peter Stormare. He Unbelievable. Was okay, that's going to be, a, he, hero. Right. Gonna be now, a hero. Right, going to be a hero. To me, it's when they launch that ship and they they launch it to rescue. I over mean, the everything over is the absurd. Top. All the all the. Uh, the asteroid hits the, on the Earth. All that stuff that's going on. Is well, absurd. you know, there, there's a plan, right? The government has a plan, and it's it's going to work. So if there is an asteroid coming for us, what we're going to do is hawk it out of it or hit it out of its trajectory to the Earth, and well, that solves do, the problem. Well, both films, both films were, that's what they alluded to in both films, right? Deep Impact got a little more realistic, like the government had to because there was looting going on in Deep Impact. You saw all the effects of what would happen if society broke down and government's trying to keep it together. Kind of like what went on with the COVID, like everybody's trying to figure out what we got to do here, right? Armageddon doesn't give a shit about on. any of that. Armageddon is just, yeah, they're showing strip clubs, and these guys want to go. Well, how, long, now, how long was the, uh, in Deep Impact, how long was it going to take for the uh, comet to hit? I don't remember. 18 months. It was months. It was what? 18 months. 18 months? Yes, months. Okay, and well, in Armageddon, it was 18 days. Yes. So that's that explains the looting. I mean, if it was a longer time period. The well, the was, other movie that did that Adam was the one that Adam McKay directed that just came out recently about In look the up, Sky. Don't look up, don't look up. Don't look up. Oh, that one yeah. kind of, that one was more the deep impact, Classic. kind of what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it got absurd, but it still was more, more based in kind of reality. You know what? At the beginning of Armageddon, they have the voice of God saying, 65 million years ago, the dinosaurs were living, and this happened. And I'm sitting there listening to it because it's Charlton Heston. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, this is cool as Charlton Heston. I'm like, but I'm surprised they didn't use Morgan Freeman. But then I remembered, they can't. He's the president in the other movie. And he did the voiceover in War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah right. he was great in that, too. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, Deep Impact is the clear winner in this one. Yeah. Just from a well, you said Armageddon. Armageddon. No, no, you said Armageddon. Sorry, Armageddon. 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 <laughs> I mean, Deep so Impact. We've got to stop drinking Clearly, during the show, no, I can't. I'm going with D-App Impact, D-App which is the version. Uh, there was something else I want to say, and you guys you threw me off my track, but that's okay. Right. Um, While you think about that, there is actually an interesting one. Funny enough, you know, you talk about Morgan Freeman being the voice of God there. Um, as the president, there was a line where he was supposed to, where he says, this is not the end, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, originally, the line was written, this is not the end, this is not Armageddon. But they decided to cut that line from the, from the screen. When, of course, you know, by then, obviously, they knew Armageddon was going to be the name that of the other You know, Chris, that's a real cage uh, point you, you got. Yeah. Well, you know, that's I mean, uh, like. If like, we're scoring. And I even remember. 
even as a younger man, that scene at the end where the guy gets gets off the shuttle and his wife is there, and all that went through my head is, okay, yeah, so he's a hero that helps save the Earth. Is that going to make him a better husband? Like, that's, I'll, I'll make that. that's what oh, you were really going to do. That. That, really that's what you were thinking. You're real, we're really going to do that. Okay. When they reunited and she, his father sacrificed himself for him, you said, will this make him a good husband? That's what you were thinking. Yeah, because one thing we, we don't ever know exactly why she won't even let their son talk to him. So obviously, unless she did something pretty or he did something pretty terrible. He was on the job all the time. That's why he was always on the rig. Is on that the rig. Yeah. yeah. I think he okay. was on more than the rig. But the absurdity of the whole thing is, yeah. is it easier to teach astronauts right. to drill right. or drillers to be astronauts? That's the okay. It once that's the only like thing you got to just throw away in that film. Everything else, just go for. It. That's, go for. It. That's the only. Thing. I don't know. That's one of the few things I accepted. <laughs> yeah, Bruce and Willis Bob made the Thornton. case. Come on, I, I've been Bob doing this for thirty-five the, years. I can't teach someone to do what I do. Billy Bob Thornton with the extra big shoe. Come on, that's yeah. a character trait. And he yeah. had the pin that he gave. I mean, it's just a beautiful film. Beautiful film. I would not describe it as a beautiful film. To me, film. I am I Michael Bay I just And love. I think The Rock is a much better film, by the way. Listen. Oh, I is. don't disagree with that. I'm not I'm not this is not rock versus right. Armageddon. This is it's Armageddon. Not rock versus versus paper scissors. Right. <laughs> they both have rocks in it, but this is rock versus this is Armageddon versus Deep Impact, right. not the other way around. So beautiful. Anyway. The app impact. So, okay, so so Debbie and I and John are Armageddon. I think Drew's a slight deep impact. No, I'm I'm a Greenland. <laughs> okay, you can't you keep doing that. You Greenland, you bring up for everything now. What about what about 2012? That's your go-to, huh, Drew? 2012 has also the same good, premise where they're going to take ships out there. And you Greenland know. is also better than 2012. That's a good point. <laughs> I hated Greenland, and you love Greenland. That was great. All right, so Drew is. Chris, the, you're going deep Drew. impact, of course. Yeah. Deep impact yeah. or Armageddon? You got to make it by why she. I really don't. I really don't feel. Husband. I really don't feel strongly about it either. Make of any them. sense? That's. But I if you would have weighed the two, a, Drew, if someone would have asked you out of these two, which one should I watch? And you, you only had these two choices. You have no to pick choice. one. You which one would you pick? To say to watch. I think you know what I'm going to say. You're going to say Greenland. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say drop everything and watch RRR. Oh, I thought it was gonna be Max Fury Road. That's Mad Max Fury Mad, Road. Max Fury Road. Max wow, Fury Road. Wow. Has I thought it was gonna be Angry Bob Road Howard. <laughs> All right, and Chris, you're Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Yeah. Sean, Deep Impact. Debbie's well, Armageddon. Sean, change your mind. Oh, right now, Debbie, it's three. It's three to three. So you are the deciding vote. Well. I liked oh, Armageddon better this time, but I don't. It's still an empty-headed thing. I'm okay, gonna, so it's deep impact. Just say the word. Deep impact. Okay, okay. So that's three, three. All right, all right. Let's spin the. Uh, do you guys want to do this another week? Or are we done? Oh, one more week as long as it's. Two all right, good now, okay, movies. we have a few on the wheel, but John was complaining that he didn't. He didn't no. like what's on the wheel. Is there no. anything? Is there? A, is there a pair of films that anybody knows? That what you might I said do? was, we didn't pick the movies. You guys picked the movies, and maybe if we had a more vested interest in the movies. Yeah, but these are the only John. I, I know you keep saying films, that, but I don't know that. I mean, I haven't really thought about. Okay, it, then so. you're out, Sean. <laughs> I would right. like Wyatt Earp in um, Tombstone. But Wyatt Earp isn't spelt right, so I hope it doesn't land on that one. 
All right, so we should spin the wheel is what you're saying. I also yeah, like phone booth because I didn't see the other film that's with it. Okay, I, but I'm, I'm kind of hoping that one lands because I read an article about phone booth today that was pretty cool. Oh, Jim Carrey was supposed to be in phone are. booth. It'll land on that movie. Right. So let's let's spin the wheel and see what happens. Yeah, let's see. All right, so this is this is the thing. Okay, here's the wheel. Oh, We've got a few. I always say the sneakers on this, but John, you're always whining about this. Well, wheel. because they all suck. That's okay. Why. Here we oh, go. Phone booth is great. Here we go. Be quiet. Couple interesting. There we go. Napoleon uh, <laughs> Infamous. God Almighty. Okay. Good films. I don't know if they need to be revisited. Yeah. You want to spin well, another I just one? Know what, I'm just going to look up. All right. Office. Okay. Let's spin again. Let's spin. No, 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 no. You no, can't no, do that, good. Ralph. This is not the Destiny yeah. film. No, this is different. Sean, we're going to spin till you get one you like. You ready? Okay. Okay. I hope it's Capote Infamous. This I simple maybe not easy. This is great. Two great films, Sean. Yes or okay, no? Okay, let's do it. All right, let's go. One of them is a uh, Christopher what's his name film. Nolan. Nolan. Christopher what's his name? All right, Sean, this is for you. So we blame you next week. Well, you know, I'm going to put up. Two te- a ten minute review of each of those movies. Okay, you should do that. The, yeah. Both of these films are pretty good, so I don't. I wouldn't do it, so I don't much. have to watch them. Have you, John? Have you seen either one of these? Yeah, I've seen the Prestige. Anybody? I have not seen this, the other both. one. I have not seen the Illusion with uh, Ed Norton. So they're both, the they're both good. I like it. Great. Good, so prestige is fantastic. I can't wait to. And see And the, the interesting other. thing is, unlike the other films, these are not like big budget, gigantic studio movies. Mm-hmm. These were more mid indie movies. That's true. The one That's Nolan true. did was a mid indie movie. The Prestige. I was about to say it had some. I don't knowledge. think so. I mean, it might not have been 150. I mean, yeah. Hugh Jackman Armageddon. Yeah. yeah no, but it was Hugh Jackman and uh, uh, Michael Caine, Christian no. Bale, Christian Bale. Bale. Right. I mean, that was a Scarlett Johansson. It was a big movie. Huge. Huge. And that probably had an 85 million dollar budget. No. I mean, was, well, we'll find out with our research. Back when 85 million dollars meant this, something. Right. This what crack research we do is going to be huge on this one. All right, let's do a round. Numbers, Ralph. Let's do a quick round, please. That's in the comments. They say that's the best part of what you watch, John. What did you watch? <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, uh, I want to tell Debbie. So uh, on our other channel, we do Indian movies, and uh, we did Lagan, which people have been begging us to do, and it's a great movie about cricket. But there's a fantastic documentary on Netflix um, in English that was amazing, and uh, it was great. I just uh, thank you, Debbie, for telling me about that. So uh, what I watched after watching some stupid movies that we've had to watch, I uh, I watched 1940s um, The Thief of Baghdad, which is an absolutely gorgeous technicolor movie uh, produced by Alexander Korda, no. starring Sabu, Rex Ingram. It's a uh, it's just a, a beautiful film, and and the some of some of the effects, not all, some of the effects have dated, but there's a lot of great special effects in there. That I'm trying to imagine watching that film. It's like King Kong going to see King Kong to try to figure out how they did some of the things that they did. It's just a and it's in a Criterion Collection. There's a great commentary on it. It's just a beautiful film. I love it. Um, and it's uh, Douglas Fairbanks did a, a silent version, and he owned yeah, the name. that's my preferable. Yeah, one. and he got he got the permission uh, from Corda. Well, they paid for it, obviously. But it's just a a wonderful fantasy film. The, the, the Technicolor is just beautiful. Uh, they were going to originally make it in black and white, and they decided to make it in color, and I'm glad they did. So I watched that, and I really enjoyed it. 
I like those old movies. It, uh, it's a palate cleanser for me. So that's what I watched. From what, Armageddon and uh, Deep Impact? If that didn't get those animal crackers out of your mouth. Exactly. Yeah, we Off didn't even talk belly. about the music that came out of that film. It's amazing. <clears throat> uh, Sean and Debbie? Well, we didn't watch much, but one thing we watched, it was another experiment. You know, we had the grandkids over, and we decided to force them to watch Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, oh. which is arguably the I best. I am going to call social services on you, too. Classic. <laughs> Classic movie. Well, we told them they were required to watch at least 30 minutes. And they did. And they watched 30 minutes of and it. And when that 30 minutes was up, they said, okay. They went upstairs and played Roblox on the phone. Now, is the, did they watch, you guys show them other, like, like monster films like Frankenstein or no, they won't watch they the won't old watch ones. Them. They say, we don't want to watch horror movies. Meanwhile, they're watching stranger things. I understand. You know, so what they find them too small or that's silly. They're like, what's that? No, cause they don't want to watch it if it's a horror movie, but I think they're they scared. don't like, I, I think they get scared. Yeah. They also don't like the one granddaughter calls them gray movies. Well, not black and white. They're not, right. wrong. they're not wrong. Yeah. No. So it's like, when I tell her we're going to watch a movie, she goes, is it a gray one? <laughs> you know, so, um, but I tell you what, one thing that they, they all seem to like is Laurel and Hardy. They love them. They didn't like the Three Stooges. They're cracking up. Oh, They, they like Laurel and Hardy. They don't understand slapstick because it doesn't really exist anymore. But she, they don't understand why suddenly they're all hitting each other with things. But they think it's funny. So How old, it's are, how old are they? 11, 7, eight, 8, and 4. Have you shown them any David Cronenberg movies? Oh, we showed them Crash, but we ended up showed the wrong one. Oh, do you think, that's Sean, do you think they like, do you think like they don't like the Stooges because the Stooges, it's a little more mean spirited when they're slapping each other? I would think so because Laurel and Hardy is, Hardy. Not, yeah. is nicer. A little more innocent. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Maybe we did, I picked the wrong Stooges. I mean, can films. you imagine the three Stooges? I mean, in this day and age, the Three Stooges. I mean, come on. I mean, we grew up on it. We loved. I, I'm, I'm not. I, mean, I get it. Them. I mean, even then, did you even then think these guys are ridiculous? No, I just. It's I laughed. It was funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny too. Other than that, yeah. I mean, I don't think women really thought it was Three Stooges. Yeah, I don't no, think. I think, like, I think, oh, I think oh, Three oh, Stooges. If I hit Curly, I'm going to be I mean, a better I husband. That, but I don't think he thought that. So, Debbie, is that you guys watch that together? You guys, that's it. That's really it. Okay, there's another experiment. Drew, what do you got? Well, um, I had an accidental um, same theme um, film festival. I watched uh, a show on uh, Amazon Prime called This Little Show of Mine, which is kind of like um, the comeback about uh, an actress who was a big hit star on a sitcom, and she goes home, and she's going to write a one-woman show, and it's like very funny, cringe comedy, weird, and then it takes this really hard turn at the end into like, oh, this real actress in real life is working out some shit that happened to her in the industry. So it was very interesting, but uh, definitely surprising. But I also caught up um, in thematically related things to Oscar movies from this year. I saw Tar with Kate Blanchett, which I thought uh, had some great performances and looked great. And um, I like classical music. I know a little about classical music. And the first 45 minutes of that movie, I felt like I didn't know anything about classical music. It's like really, it throws a lot at you. But Kate Blanchett's amazing. But what I really, really liked was Women Talking that won the Oscar for um, uh, yeah, Sarah Pauly. Sarah, Sarah for screenplay. Yeah, it won Best uh, best Adapted Screenplay. Um, 
it's like a 12 angry men kind of thing it's most of the movie is uh these women sitting together in a barn trying to figure out what to do after um they find out what horrific tragedy has and and evil has been happening in their community for five years um it's based on a true story which is horrifying and um it's uh, it's just it's just so incredibly well done, and the writing is incredible. The acting is incredible. Uh, I'm a huge Sarah Polly fan. She's such a wonderful actress, and really Dawn of the Dead. Just an interesting filmmaker. The kinds of things that she's that she's done, she's been involved in. She's been in the business since she was in Baron Munchausen a million years ago when she was like six or something. So of uh, of all the the Oscar things that I'm catching up on, women talking. That's the one that I'd recommend. And uh, I watched that. Um, after dinner on my birthday, so that was really like a really cheery uh, movie for to celebrate oh, a birthday. Nice, nice so. way to. Who's in that first show you mentioned? Anybody we know? Uh, no, the um the the woman, her name is Ellen Daniels, is the star, writer, creator, and everything. But I didn't recognize her. She's kind of like a Jenna Elfman vibe, oh. and I think that the the sitcom that she's supposed to have been on that was a hit uh, is it's a kind of like broad relationship comedy, something like that. So it could be a Dharma and Greg thing. It's interesting. It's, and it's one of these shows. It's like six episodes about half an hour each. It's very funny. It's, it's very weird. Um, and I don't believe that there's going to be anything more. It's just the one that she shot during COVID. So it was worth, it was worth a look. Yeah. Sarah Pauly is also in go. Did you guys ever see go? Mm -hmm. Sure. John August movie. Great film. Doug Lyman, right? Doug Lyman directed. Yeah. Uh, Chris, um, well, I actually almost, I don't think I watched anything, but I did stumble on, or I shouldn't say stumble, but because uh, I had listened to it a couple of times before, I did, I had started listening to the um, Video Archives podcast again. The Video Archives podcast stars uh, Rob Avery and Quentin Tarantino. Um, and what, I shouldn't say stars, but they are on it. And basically what it is, is the Video Archives was the name of the video store they both worked at right. before they got they actually started making movies and um part of the thing is is that you know uh so they have, but what they have done is they have actually gone back and purchased at some point the actual videotape and laser disc collection when the store shut down they both went over there i think um quentin tarantino purchased the videotape and then uh Avery purchased the video or the laser disc collection. And so now they go back and they rewatch these movies on VHS and they talk about the boxes and they talk about this stuff. And what's kind of neat about it is, is then Roger Avery's um, daughter, who's in her twenties, uh, she comes on and talks about the movie. And the last two I listened to were um, straw dogs by Sam Peckinpah, which was a really great episode. Um, I've only ever seen that movie once. I need to rewatch it. Um, but they also talk very rapey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, the other movie they talked about is a movie that I'm sure John, you probably like, um, uh, the great Waldo pepper. Oh yeah. I forgot how fantastic that film is. Robert Redford, right? Yeah. Yeah. William and Goldman Bo script. William Goldman. Maybe Susan Sarandon, right? And Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Uh, Bo Severinsen. Uh, it's, it's a terrific little movie. I actually only saw it for the first time a few, uh, years ago. But anyway, that's a pretty good, um, normally they review like three movies an episode and I don't like that as much. I prefer when they just talk about one and talk about it for an hour or so. Um, you don't think you should talk about two movies in an episode? Well, I mean, if there's some way, if those two films are, you know, some way tangentially related. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, are they only reviewing the videotapes and laser discs that they bought? 
of the videotapes they even talk about like the boxes and oh, they the talk boxes about, yeah. is this a VHS podcast not not a youtube show it's a podcast no, no, it's a podcast. Yeah. you know what okay. yeah. you know what chris it reminds me of these two brothers <clears throat> they they are from boston they're italian and they go to dollar tree stores and pick up all the all yeah, that uh debbie puppy movies. debbie that one didn't get picked up that one didn't work <laughs> That one wasn't renewed we, for a we second. We didn't renew that one. It, it didn't get picked up. <laughs> didn't get picked no. up. Ralph decided. Well, you guys should have done it. With but Michael thanks Jackson. for asking. We yeah, found exactly. some Indian friends, and now we're doing all those. That's we right. Yeah. All yeah. Indian all the time. Okay. All that's Indian. really, that's about it. All right. All right. Since we brought up 1998, I purchased, oh. first of all, I purchased the 4K version and couldn't play it in anything I have. I thought I could, but I don't know why I did it. Uh, 1998's Wild Things. Oh, oh. Directed by John, John McNaughton, which it. I didn't know. The director of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer directed this film with uh, Matt Dillon, Kevin Bacon, Denise uh, Richards, Denise Richards, uh. and uh, the, the girl from Scream. What's her name? Thank Naomi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John probably hasn't seen this because uh, there's yeah, six, I have. There's six I have. inches of Kevin Bacon in this. Film. I've seen it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's more like four. And I can't watch it anymore because I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and that that. That particular shot was a mis- was not a, it right. was an accident that yeah. the female editor said if you're going to have Denise Richards boobs in this film the whole time then we want to see Kevin Bacon's dick as women so but they asked Kevin Bacon yeah, of course they did he, he was, was an executive producer he was okay with it you didn't think he John, was not going to of course he did that did John edit Bacon that movie showed his sausage what they did showed what? his sausage um, this film is fantastic and, yeah. and 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 when I found out and I didn't even know this that it was directed by John McNaughton. Uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth original director Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer director, and uh, it's a great it's a great film noir. Talking about film noir today, it's a great thing. They do this great thing at the end, where in the credit sequence they kind of show scenes they were going to use as flashbacks, but they kind of explain what was going on in the film. It's a great film, great film. Now I have it in 4K, which I can't even use you don't have a 4k player i do not and i have a, a blu-ray so i got the blu-ray as well well bring it so, to i have one so you can bring it here. i'll bring i'll bring i'll bring i'll bring the 4k uh, version to you because ralph uh, uh uh kevin bacon's dick on my 103 inch screen oh man but I, I, I i'm surprised you i i thought you were you're surprised, surprised, I saw you're surprised i saw it well at the time i watched it i didn't know I would see Kevin Bacon's dick. Well, can you watch it again? Is my question. I, no, he's I can, afraid. I can fast forward that. <laughs> okay. You close your eyes tightly. I watch well, that for Denise Richards. I, will, I don't watch go, it for Kevin right Bacon. Right there, there's the 4K version hubba, hubba. with uh, posters and all kinds of descriptions. So I'll bring that this weekend. You got it. It's a nice set for something that's essentially a B movie. It is a B movie. Um, is that Arrow who did that one? Arrow. Arrow, it is Arrow, Arrow. yeah. They have nice ones. Yeah, work. yeah. It's uh, really good. It's got posters. It's got postcards. All kinds of. You stuff. get a good deal on that at a Dollar Tree store. Yeah, this did not. No, no. That's why you're gonna pay. That for wasn't this three bucks. I'm, not, I'm not giving you this. You're gonna pay for this one. Ralph, if I tell you I like something, you're supposed to give it to me. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> that's, that's, the brothers. That that's the deal. That's the brothers. So I'll bring this this weekend. I'm glad. I'm glad because uh, you have a 4K at your house. Yeah. Yeah. And a 4K projector. That's awesome, Kevin. Dick is going to be huge on that TV. I can't wait to see wow. it. Wow. So, all right. So there you go. Wow. Wild Things 1998. Same as Armageddon. Same as um, The Deep Good News Death. No one's here to watch that This movie had a part, deep so. impact on me well, as well. Well, you so. never know. You what what never do you mean it had a deep impact on you? It very, it was very impactful is what I'm saying. Ralph, could you, could you do us a favor? Could you record John when he's watching that scene? 
I will. Yes. You know what? I think we should do that. I think that'll be oh, fun. Yeah, leave it at home. I'll record his wife. Leave it at home. I'll I'll record his wife watching. I just want to know, circumcised or uncircumcised? I can't. Oh, he was definitely uh, circumcised. He was cut. I can't. I couldn't. I, I can't tell. Yeah, sure, Ralph. You don't know. I was sure. not looking that you hard. Didn't pause it for twenty that, seconds. Yeah. Give me a break. Wait a minute. You weren't looking that okay, hard. Stop it. All right, <laughs> enough. Kevin All right. Bacon. Okay, here we go. So Wait. next week we're doing what? The uh, oh, another cage match, right? The illusionist. Yeah, these things are huge. So do our one hundred and twenty fans who watch it. So that's good. <laughs> these are well, huge. Chris, don't let them get you down, baby. These are good. Oh, good thing. You know. Yeah, Chris, Chris. I like Chris the is starting idea. to. Oh, Chris by the way, I did get a laser disc. Sean, I got a laser disc this weekend that had a Marlon Brando Western. I, I can't remember. Missouri Breaks? No. No. Missouri uh, Breaks? No. You the Island of Dr. Moreau? What no. is it? And uh, two- my, name is, my name is Nobody. It was a double double thing. <laughs> but I only bought it for My Name is Nobody. Yeah. But there's also a Brando Western. Is that the one well. we just got a comment on? It was that one, yeah. right? Yeah, that one. Keeps, we just got a comment on the one. How, well, how yeah. long ago did we post that? I don't know. This is Crazy. why you need to subscribe to this channel. Yeah, and hit the notification button and like it. That's and right. actually and watch it now and again would be good too. Well, what? Uh, at least all of us should watch it all the way through. That would exactly. that'd be the first thing. So, yeah. well, Ralph always does something tricky. and He wants to make sure that we see it. So right. that's why he does. It's that. a test. He usually puts does. Kevin Bacon's penis. I mean. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like Fight Club. You just cut it in a frame at a time. <laughs> I just want to see if you guys are watching. That's all that is. So. All right, everybody, have a good week. Right. Thank you. These, by the way, next week's films are Sean. So blame Sean if okay. you guys don't like him. So, <clears throat> and everyone out there, have a happy Easter if yes. you celebrate yes. it. Enjoy and the weekend. And good Friday and, uh, and good Passover. Friday. Passover. Passover. Yeah, and Talk Indictment Day else. wasn't that bad today either. I'm no. Not gonna lie. Oh, really? good. good day. Good day. Happy great justice. day for us. Right. Great day Sean, for the country. Nice hat with that shirt works great. Thank okay. you. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye.